Welcome to episode nine of the Warrior Pulse. I'm your host, Trey Heath, the men's and women's tennis coach here at Weber. And today I am honored. I have Manny Rodriguez and I have Alex Rodriguez. Nope, they are not brothers, but they were on the same team. The 2018 Conference Championships, the first ever here at Weber. And also they were on the 2017 team that was the first team ever to make it to the first round of the World Series. Manny graduated in 2019, Alex graduated in 2018, and both of them have been on quite a journey since then. So gentlemen, I always start the podcast with a quote, so I'm going to get your comment on this. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Babe Ruth. Alex, hit us up. What does that mean to you? Uh, in my opinion, uh, baseball is one of those sports where it's more of a mental game rather than a physical game. And when you're playing, you can't be in the box kind of thinking about other things rather than what you're supposed to do. So if you're thinking about, if you're scared about striking out, then most likely you won't perform, get a hit, you know, be locked into the, the at-bat. And in baseball, since it's more mental, you can have a guy that's never played ball before step in the box, and if he's confident enough he's going to hit it, most likely he will at least make some type of contact. He won't hit a home run or anything, but just because his mental game is there, he'll perform. Yeah. Alex, go ahead. Um, I Just to piggyback off Alex, I mean, I, I take that perspective into life in general. I mean, you're going to have to take risks every once in a while. So, I mean, just go all out, you know, and see what happens. I mean, there's going to be a risk, you know, that you fail, but you just learn from your mistakes and you continue to grow as a person. Both of these guys were integral parts of the Weber Warrior baseball team for many years. Manny playing outfield, Alex playing first base. Like I said earlier, they were both on championship teams, something that had never happened as a warrior in the baseball program. Um, tell, me, tell me what it meant to be a part of something that was obviously bigger than what you guys were. You came here, you, you came from Chicago, you came from Fort Lauderdale. What does it mean that like, you came to Weber and all of a sudden you're conference champions and you're in the World Series? What, what did that, what did that, well, first of all, how did you end up at Weber? <laughs> so we'll start uh, with you. Um, well, I came, I moved to Orlando uh, back in 2003. Uh, December 31st actually was New Year's, um, New Year's Day. Eve. So New Year's Eve, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I played the Juco ball uh, down in Eastern Florida, spent my two years there. And then it was funny because I was literally just saying goodbye to my coach. Like we lost in the state uh, champion, uh, semifinals. Uh, came back that week, got our stuff. We were about to head out and um, had a couple offers, but I'm not gonna lie, my GPA was was pretty rough. Juco, I didn't I didn't take it too seriously, um, and literally saying bye to my coach back then, uh, Coach Tam. Got a call from Colin. He called my head coach there. He's like, Hey, what's up with your outfielder? He's like, Hey, he has no offers right now. Next week, came down to um, to do a what's it called? Prospect camp or like a tryout? no a visit a visit oh, okay. an official yeah, visit yeah, yeah. came down see the facility um, talked to Colin and like just the person we was like we just connected instantly I, I knew his goals I knew his plan and I knew I just wanted to come play for him so that he 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 brought me here that's how I got here Alex what about you uh, after high school I actually went to FIU and I went there for a year um, baseball wasn't really working out for me at that point and kind of just brought me down mentally and I was just about to quit. <laughs> but um, in the summer after my year at FIU, I played summer ball, just kind of one last hoorah. And um, my summer coach actually knew one of the assistant coaches here at the time. His name was Tito. And um, he, I guess they played high school together or college. And so 
he called Tito and said, hey, I got a kid for you. Come, let him, let him get, get a workout. So I drove up here, um, had one of their summer workouts. They have, I don't know if they still do them anymore, but they had a summer workout, just an open workout for, you know, local kids and whatever. So there was high school kids, JUCO transfers, and me. And then, you know, whatever, I, I did my trial, did all right. And then uh, I got an offer the next couple of days following and then I ended up coming. But my trans- none of my credits transferred from FIU like none of them and so <laughs> I, I basically I basically started over so I was a double freshman and I came back here at Weber and I was literally started all over again so ended up staying for four years and that's that and I met Colin he came the first year as well in the spring he wasn't there in the fall so I didn't meet him coach Hammer was and Tito and the, but the coaching staff has changed since I've been here and then I met Colin that spring and you know everything changed from there yeah. so from what I got from both of you guys is it's funny that we talk about a lot of stuff on this with regards to the people and why they're here. And for both of you, what I really keyed on was relationships. It was the opportunity of someone knowing somebody or you met this person and this was the connection for you. It was there was someone who knew somebody who had a relationship. And, and Weber seems to be built on that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're here, you start playing ball. What did those relationships mean as you move towards your degree seeking, you know, you're there, you're trying to get your degree. What do those relationships mean for you as you tried to get towards your senior year and graduation? Alex, let's start with you. Well, uh, you know, my, my years at Weber, I think I've met so many different teammates, you know, in small schools. I feel like there's a problem, not a problem, but you have kids that come for one year and then bounce and leave. You have kids that stay for all four. And then, you know, it's always a mix. So you might have a teammate for one season and they don't see them ever again. But, you know, it, within each season, you always make new friendships, you know, relationships with these kids, with the coaches. And so going all through, I mean, I got here in 2014 and I left 2018, I probably made, I mean, there's only 20 guys on the, on the roster and I've met over probably 80 total <laughs> on the baseball team that come in and out, new guys, this, that, coaches. And so on the way up all the way to 2018, you make all these friendships and relationships. So when, you, when you're out of school, it's always fun just to contact them. Everyone lives in different parts of the state. So, for instance, if I'm ever in over here in Lake Wales, I first thing I do is contact Manny since he's still here. If I'm in Orlando, I contact guys over there, you know, and then Tampa, there's dudes over there, South Florida. So it all spreads out. And I think those relationships really affect the, as you as a person after you graduate college. Manny, what about you? Oh, for sure. I mean, baseball is such a tight group. I mean, we're, we're basically like a brotherhood is what I like to say. I mean... Like Alex said, we I still keep in touch with a bunch of players that I played with back in JUCO. So, I mean, it's just, you get so close to them. I mean, even if you're roommates, like me and Alex, we were, we were roommates our last year. So, I mean, that's kind of how we got close. Um, you just keep in touch with these guys. I mean, they're family now. I mean, it's just, that's just how baseball is. We're, we're such a, a tight group that even after baseball, we're, we're still keeping in touch with each other. And I mean... We get invited to weddings all the time. I think we've been to like two baseball weddings already. So, and it's it's only gonna keep growing. Um, I mean, that's just how baseball is, and that's that's the that's the thing that I enjoy the, enjoy the most about it. You know, just these life lifelong friendships that continue to grow. So you both spoke about the connections uh, of what the being in the baseball team and being obviously Weber being a small school, mm-hmm. you can't help. And like you said, guys come, guys go. What is something that you? took from the Weber experience onto your next step. So you were here for four years. You came from the JUCO world. What did you each take? And, and, and Manny, we'll start with you this time. What did you take from Weber 
onto your next journey. And obviously, Manny's at Enterprise, Alex is an entrepreneur, so they both have gone both have gone on diverging paths yeah. after graduation from the same institution. So, Manny, what did you take with you? Uh, definitely networking. I mean, just with being a small university, you know, it's a small group of people. You, there's still people that have connection beyond this. So, I mean, even after school and you go on to a professional career, if you want to be an entrepreneur like, like A-Rod, I mean, no matter what your job title is, you have to network. You have your own brand. I mean, people are going to see you for who you are. So, I mean, just continue to grow, expand your network, you know, meet new people, go out to events and just keep growing as a human. Alex, what about you? I always praise Weber. I mean, at FIU, um, it's a pretty big university, about 65,000 kids um, enrolled. And so when I had a psychology class there and it was in one of those auditoriums and it was about 450 kids in the auditorium. I never met my professor. I answered questions with a clicker. So if you wanted to act, if you were like, they put something on the board, it was like, you know, question A or B, you click on your clicker B. And that was how you, that's how you participated in class. So coming from there and then literally the same year coming here and then going to Mr. Weber, a marketing professor, his class with 15 guys, George is almost all my classes. So we just, it was completely different because Mr. Weber and all the professors here, they're very uh, personal with you. They talk to you, they're direct with you. They, and that helped me realize that, okay, well, when you're, in the, in the, in the, when you're outside in your career, you have to be a little more personal Yep. to make to to keep moving forward so all the people i met business partners uh people i want to do business with it's easier because i got so i get i learned understand the importance of being personal rather than just being oh yeah uh, i'll give you a call you know whatever instead of being hey you know shuma text yep. how's it going how's your family it's a little more different so i learned here at weber that person being personal being more up close is definitely better in terms of business rather than oh yeah staying distant it's funny that both of you talk about relationships and networking and I can't tell you that we, we've done nine episodes of this and the, that comment happens often oh, is yeah. we get the, it's the relationships. Mm-hmm. It's these, this person cared about me. I, I had a great journey, you know, while I was here. Um, let's talk about that journey a little bit. So you're both <clears throat> on world series teams. You're both on the first conference championship team, but I want to know what makes a great college career is it the athletic achievements or is it the total package of the institution i'll start with you Alex. sure um well it was a roller coaster ride at least for my journey here at weber from my first year to my last we went from completely different teams i mean they're completely different identities mm-hmm. and then i know our, our first trip to the world series 2017 our identity as a team was, I mean, we had this blow-up Flamingo doll called Sid, Sid Manish. And then he got recognized uh, nationwide, I swear. We went to Georgia. Yeah. People were like, oh, my God, you're the team with the with the blow-up Flamingo. He was on the roster. Yeah, he was on the, the roster picture. The roster. We had him on the website. We carried him around. Like, it was like a pet. And people were like, oh, Sid Manish. Like, random people from, like, Tennessee that knew who he were. And it kind of went oh, viral a little bit, you would say, at that point. And then... uh our identity as a team definitely helped us keep going as you know in terms of wins mm-hmm. and make made us play better so i mean we could have guys that performed terrifically like you know manny i think i don't know if no, you still have the record it. you have the record for something um run scored yeah, Some, yeah. i think yeah i think it's like run scored or something i can't remember well I know, it was, that was my exactly first he doesn't yeah. even remember his own record but he does remember <laughs> winning the championship exactly. and it comes with the team and the culture we created in 2018 we didn't weren't as charismatic as we were in 2017 but we still had that 
identity, that culture. And people wanted to be us because the next year, Kaiser and like St. Thomas all had like little fake, you know, copycats. Yeah, mascots. <laughs> like we were, we had the year before. And so that helped a lot. And it helped us personally as athletes as well. You know, when everyone's on board with the culture, we all perform and play better. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with Alex. I mean, it's just. That's just the work that we put in those those two seasons. I mean, as soon as I got here, you know, Colin and Kneehammer and, and the training staff here at Weber, like they, they had a game plan and we just, we followed the process. It was a long process every day, 5 a.m.s, two a days. We would get in trouble three a days. Like it was, <laughs> it was a grind, but I mean, I would, I would do anything to go back then and, and do it all over again. I mean, that's the one thing that Weber created for both of us is just like, memories. That's just, I can't explain it any better than that. Like we had a great time while we were here. I absolutely love hearing the the excitement of the career path because being that I was, I've been in coaching since 1995, it's so funny going back and you talk to your former athletes about they have so much fun. They, they really don't think about, yes, you had success and they have success and individual success and team success, but they miss those moments. Yeah. And, and both of you... You know, it's, it's been a couple years, but you still speak so highly of those moments. And, and that's something that that I think people forget that, yes, the success is fun, but those relationships with the players, those five o'clock in the morning practices, mm-hmm. they suck, but <laughs> they also shape you no, and they, sure. they move you forward. And for you, Manny, you've, you've gone on to Enterprise, which Weber and Enterprise have a, a, quite a relationship over the oh, years. Sure. And, and now you're... You're in the management side of enterprise. First of all, I have to ask a funny question. How does it feel to wash a car with your tie on? Oh man, it's 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 pretty difficult. I mean, I've had these <laughs> shoes for maybe about three months. I already have a small hole, you know, getting created in the bottom. But I mean, it's just it goes back to those five a.m.s. Like it, it's a grind, and you know, when you and your job, it's it's the same thing. Like you're gonna have to put in the work and. Um, now they'll have employees under me like if they see me working hard they're gonna want to follow my footsteps so it's just you it's training your mindset to to continue to improve yourself and and do what needs to be done to to be successful I think that's something that comes from those 5 a.m.s where the underclassmen see the upperclassmen doing the work yeah of course and and that sets the standard so Alex for you you're you're you went you went more the entrepreneurial path so you must have spent a lot of time with uh, Professor Weber so yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> so so explain to me how that path is going and kind of what your route is. Well, starting with Mr. Weber, like shout out to Mr. Weber. I had him. <laughs> I literally maxed down every one of his classes. I took all of them he had to offer. So he did help me big time. I still email him to this day for advice or you know just to see what he thinks on certain things. But uh, after I graduated, I actually lived in the Marshall Islands in the Pacific for a year just to because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go into a workforce yet. I had a job opportunity down back home in Miami, but I just didn't feel like doing it. So when I went to the Marshall Islands, I came back and it was kind of, you know, my mind opened up a little bit to what I could do, you know, as, as a professional. So then I, you know, I started doing my own thing, kind of realized that I don't want to be working under someone, which is not bad. You know, working in a corporation isn't bad, but it just wasn't for me. It might be for some people, but it wasn't for me. And then starting my own path do my own thing it was tough for sure i think um at least the 5 a.m workouts everything you kind of have to understand that when you're an entrepreneur you're going to face a lot of failures i mean a lot more than you think it's like oh i want to start a business but the first month it might suck but you can't just go all right i'm gonna give up you have to 
keep moving forward and that's what athletics and at, at least here what I learned at Weber and it kind of transitioned to life unknowingly is that you know you just have to keep going even though it might hurt you might be tired in the morning for 5 a.m like oh man I really don't want to go but you just got to do it same thing goes with the professional world if you're just you know not feeling it oh man I just don't believe in myself anymore then it's not for you you just have to keep moving forward I think I think what's funny for me is is you you hear in the higher education side that you're going down this path you're going down this path and we look we, we see we see Manny he went through college went through the corporate side went through I'm sure you went through the Weber uh, employee showcase oh, enterprise yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and you get hooked up with enterprise exactly and then for Alex you tied in with a professor on campus who is more of an entrepreneurial style and that that clicked in you with what you felt so I think that's something that a lot of potential students parents professors need to know is we're all going to get something different mm-hmm. out of the college experience. Uh, I'm, I'm more like you. I was offered a job out of college and I went to Europe to play tennis because oh, why wow. not? So yeah, I understand your journey, but mm-hmm. I also understand your journey. I'm a corporate guy now, so mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, what's next for each of you? What's next for you? Uh, well, currently I'm living in Tampa and I want to, I want to stay there. I like it a lot. Um, still a little different from home my pa- my family's still at home my sister's in Orlando so that's the only bad part but you know I'm still grateful they live in the state you know some people don't have family in the state and that really sucks but um I'm staying in Tampa and right now I'm working with the business I have take two and we're growing steadily this COVID-19 didn't help at all with you know anything so um we're growing there next year we're looking for a big 2021 and trying to expand find more streams of revenue within the business and you know, hopefully growing. That's my plan. So why take two? What's where did the take two name come from? Uh, well, in baseball, it's, it's in baseball we say take uh, we say take one, take two. Like kind of just when you're taking a pitch, you say take one, or if you're looking for two balls, you take two. So it's a baseball-oriented business. It's for a showcase evaluation camps. Okay. So kids, high schools who want to get exposed to college, or they want to, like a video with stats just to see how they can improve, they come to our camp. They get evaluated, we give them all the, the package, what they need, everything they purchase, and then they improve off that. Or we'll have coaches come to the camp, they get exposure, and they might possibly get signed. Awesome. So we do, and take two is more of a baseball term, but also with film, since we have the cameras rolling all the time, you know, take two, like in film, is a, <laughs> it's a phrase, so yeah. it kind of works both. Baseball, film, <clears throat> that's where take two came from. It's a very ingenious <laughs> use of words right there. Mm-hmm. So Manny, what about you? You're an enterprise. You're 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 in the Lake Wells market. Is is that home, or, or are you looking for like the Tampa Airport or the Orlando Airport, or what's the next step for you as far as enterprises? Um, I mean, with enterprise, just continue to you know try and get promoted uh, as fast as I can. I mean, being with the company for almost three years, been promoted three times already. So I mean, it's you get promoted pretty quick if you're doing things right. Um, but I mean, we have our options open. We have you know something big coming up next year. Um, Kendall, who you actually interviewed yeah, yeah. Um, with her best friend Jess, uh, Jess not too long ago, um, she's uh, Kendall's my girlfriend. So we got some some pretty big plans coming up. Um, hopefully they fall through, you know, in, in God's name. Do you so, want to share them? Might as well say um, it. She said already. <laughs> Listen to episode three. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to bring me back on if you want to hear the. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, we may be moving. Uh, we don't know where. She's uh, inv- really invested into real estate. She has yeah. an aunt um, in Las Vegas who's huge over there. Um, so she's going to take her under her wing, you know, be her mentor and kind of help her grow as a real estate agent. Um, and then eventually I would, you know, like to get into that kind of business as well while I work for enterprise, you know, flip some homes, you know, make some, you know, 
like a, a little side business, you know, in my name. So um, that's our plan. We don't know exactly where we're going to end up, but I mean, that's that's the goal right now. So it's a dry heat out there. It's okay. You'll it's definitely right. different. Yeah. It's a dry heat. <laughs> um, let's have a little bit of fun. You're from the Chicago area. You're from Fort Lauderdale. Are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan? Oh, uh, White Sox all the way. Die-hard White Sox fan all the way. I mean, I've been through the struggle since 2005 because <laughs> they were not too good. So this past season, you don't know about I, struggle. Was, I was fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, Miami fan. <laughs> Yeah. Are you oh. are you a Marlins fan? Yeah, man, die hard, man, like hard, hard, hard. And when they made it to the playoffs this year, I Same. when they made it to the playoffs this year, I went nuts. I mean, yeah. I was crying and stuff. I was like the greatest day of my life. I mean, last time they made it was two thousand three, and yeah. I was like nine years old. And so after what was that? How many years? Seventeen years later, they do it. I was mind blowing. Same thing. Same exact thing. I actually have one of one of a a buddy of mine. You know, it's funny how all about connections. Um, my best friend, he's a, shout out Luis, actually, um, he's a coach of the Diamondbacks in their minor league uh, organization. Um, his brother, um, he's, a, a, like, kind of like a GM for the Dominican League for the White Sox. Um, and him and his, like, him and his best friends, I don't know if you know him, Eloy Jimenez, he's a professional player for the White Sox. Okay. Met through, you know, playing online, and we actually had his, uh, Luis's wedding not too long ago, this, uh, past two weeks. So, um, it's just, it's crazy how it goes back to connections, how you can just meet anybody, through anybody <laughs> really I, that's it, it does go it's, connections is amazing and I feel it's so funny because we're on a campus of, we're on a small campus yeah. but it's amazing how those was it the Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation mm-hmm. can really take place here on this little campus yeah. so uh, I think it's a great learning tool so Alex for you uh, with the leadership how do you feel about the current leadership of the Marlins there's some famous names involved now do you feel like there's going to be some positive changes to the to the team? At the uh, I used to be a season ticket holder with my dad and my sister back before Derek Jeter took <laughs> over as the GM, I mean the CEO. And uh, when he took over and they got rid of all the big names, I mean everyone was pissed. I mean everybody was mad. We stopped. Uh, they had a he had Derek Jeter actually held a meeting for the season ticket holders to convince them to to renew their season tickets because he knew that everyone was going to be mad. And they lost like seventy percent of the season ticket holders. People wow. were pissed. Wow. And so I was, I was in the beginning. I was very skeptical. I was mad. You know, when it's such two MVP, three MVP, MVP candidates on the same team, it was like, and they got rid of all of them. So in the beginning, I was pissed. And then Derek Jeter, you know, his, obviously his playing is showing now. Oh yeah. That the Marlins are actually pretty decent, and they're gonna get a lot better throughout the years. And he's doing a pretty good job on his leadership role and uh, he you know, he knows the Yankees in general are just such a powerhouse and it comes to structure and I think a lot of their office right now is Yankees the new lady GM the Kim something I forgot yeah, her name yeah. Yeah. she came from the Yankees she had the, the someone else is from Don Madley's from the Yankees so it's just you know it shows that New York and the Yankees know what it takes to be leadership mm-hmm. and winning he's trying to bring that culture to Miami so I'll give him the benefit like of the doubt I'll give him the benefit of the doubt not yet not yet not yet <laughs> But you can't you can't argue that you guys do have one of the most beautiful stadiums. Yes, yeah. I mean that's an absolutely gorgeous stadium, and we can't we can't end this without the whole the the cold hard truth. Your name is Alex Rodriguez. You go by A Rod. Please tell me that your girlfriend is not Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> he wishes. Uh, kind of halfway, fifty fifty percent. My gr- my girlfriend's name is Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, her last name is not Lopez though. It's uh, Faria, so they call her Jafar. So okay. A Rod and Jafar. So shout out Jennifer. It's amazing how those connections actually get so close together. Um, 
I could sit here and talk to you guys forever because I think it's cool to, to see your perspective of coming here on a whim, taking a chance on this little school, and then building something that, that became so good. The, the program grew. You had you had success going to the World Series. You had success winning a conference championship that had never been done. And then you've both taken that into your, your own worlds. Mm-hmm. You growing corporately, you growing entrepreneurially, finding yourself through guidance and still coming back to get that guidance from the professors that helped you find that anyway in you. But what does it mean? And Manny, we're going to start with you. What does it mean to be a warrior? That's a good question. Um, I mean, there's, there's no way to explain it. I mean, Weber became like a home, second home to me. Um, coming here, not knowing anybody, you know, just fresh off a new school. Didn't even think I was going to get an offer from any school. I mean, taking a chance on a small school like this. I mean, that's why it's, it's sometimes it's good. Most of the times, actually, it's, it's good to take that chance because you never know what the outcome is going to be. So, I mean, being a warrior is just something that's going to be engraved with me forever. Alex? Uh, I think being a warrior is to be unique. Um, at least... You know, in, in two different sides of the spectrum, the baseball team, we're unbelievably the, probably the most unique team in the conference. Mm-hmm. At least my last two or three years, we were chanting, screaming, making songs. I mean, it was wild in the dugout. We had a fake mascot that went viral. And, you know, everyone was just, you know, it was weird to a point where it was unique and people wanted to be like us. They were jealous. Oh, man, you guys have such an awesome team. And that was a unique experience for me because I know in any other program in the, probably the United States, I would not have experienced that uniqueness mm-hmm. in the baseball team. And uniqueness within the school, um, you know, not many schools are seated on a, a lake, a beautiful lake at that. And so that was always awesome. And then what makes it even more unique is that, you know, even though it's a small school, people are kind of, you know, they shy away from small universities. Yeah. but. You get a lot out of it, like I said before, like Manny said before, the the closeness with the teacher, the professors, that helped big time. I can't imagine being taught in a 400 classroom setting for four years and never meeting a professor. And then not, I just can't imagine after I graduated, re- emailing them, they don't even know who I, did, who I am. Like, oh yeah, I was in your class, I was seat number 237. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and so going to Weber was super unique for me, and it's still, being a warrior is being unique. A little side story, I was at Sam's Club a while back, and I saw a guy with a Weber hat on, and I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was, I just saw the Weber hat, the logo. I was like, okay, well, I only know there's only one per- place that has that logo. I tapped him on the shoulder, I was like, hey man, did, did you go to Weber? He's like, no, my daughter goes there, she plays volleyball. Like, oh yeah, we talked for like 30 minutes, yeah. only because of the small school. He didn't even go to Weber, his daughter did, but I did, and so it's just that uniqueness you can have with someone because they went to Weber, and that makes it special to me. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. I, just so you guys, I actually have two degrees from Weber. Oh, wow. um, so I, I have a pretty, pretty passionate bond between this institution. We're going to finish with one serious and one fun. <laughs> Life is like a baseball game. When you think a fastball is coming, you got to be ready to hit a curve. And that's from Zsa Zsa Q. So what do you think about that? What, what does that mean to you? Um, to put it short, obstacles are going to be thrown your way. I've been experiencing this all yep. 2020. I think we all have been experiencing this all 2020. Uh, even coming into the new year 2021, you're still going to see obstacles coming your way. But you got to be ready to face them head forward. So if you're hitting in the bit, in the batter's box and you're looking for fastball and the pitcher drops a curveball, you can't just let it go down the middle and strike you out. It'll be ready to fight it off and do something with it. Same thing with life. You get obstacles thrown your way, you got to do something with it. Yeah. I mean, 
I take that quote and I just think of having a backup plan. I mean, I wouldn't have even been with Enterprise if it wasn't for Colin Martin. I mean, you know, little small story. Um, we were on our way to our first exhibition game uh, in 2018. That was the last year. Um, and we were on the bus and he told me about, you know, the Enterprise, the, uh, the thing that was going on in school. What is that called? The um, career fair. The yeah, career, career fair. fair. Yeah. So I went to it and then, you know, I turned out working for Enterprise. But I mean, that was just like a backup option because I didn't know what I was going to do. So, I mean, just you have to be ready for anything. You have to be prepared and you have to have options. So if something doesn't go your way, you have another plan for it. Was there ever was there ever a, a possibility? Did, did you have the dream of being a professional or did you have oh, a sure. dream of being <laughs> just a professional? Uh, I know Manny had I know Manny had a little more than me, but uh, I realized I was not going to play professional ball probably at <clears throat> my sophomore year of college here, and I took that. I was okay with it. It was not like mm-hmm. oh I'm, a, I'm I was pissed, but really- I knew my talent. I knew who I was. I knew what I wanted to do. I was like I'm really just going to put my last two years. I'm going to go hard at what I do and. Mm-hmm get the most out of it. I don't regret anything I, you know, my, the work I've done and anything I did at school. So, you know, I, being a professional, I knew I was going to, I'd rather be professional. For me, I would have been better. I was more suited for being a professional outside of baseball than a professional baseball player. So, Manny, you had the dream? I had the dream. Yeah. Had, um, wh- where did it come from? And was it okay when you knew that, okay, I'm going to be a professional outside of baseball? Um, I mean, ever since I was three years old, I mean, back in Chicago, you couldn't play T-ball until you were like five. Um, so just me and my dad, I mean, he tells his story all the time. Like he goes back and he, you know, he, the memories refresh in his brain. But the time that I knew I wanted to play baseball, we were watching a White Sox game and it was like, he said it was like nine o'clock PM. And I looked around, I was like, Hey, I want to go buy a bat and a ball. And he took me and we practiced that night. And ever since then it was just, <laughs> it was on from there. Um, but I mean, when, I mean, it still, it kind of hurts me to this day. Like when I realized I wasn't going to play anymore, yeah, it, it, it stung a little bit. I'm like a lie, um, but that's just life. I mean, it's you have to have to go through up and downs. I mean, you have to continue to um, progress in, in in your life, and there's gonna be times where you're gonna fail, and you you know you're not. This is not the the, the path. The path, exactly. Let's look for the word. The path that you're gonna take, and you gotta find another way around it. So I mean. I think you both just hit both quotes, never fear striking out. Yeah. You, you, you knew, and you were like, I'm good. And you felt that you were going to, and mm-hmm. that fastball turned into a curve, and yep. you hit it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think you'll enjoy Vegas. <laughs> All right, we're going to finish with this one. Um, you guys played on one of the most picturesque baseball fields. I don't care if it's NAI, D1. There's not many fields where you get the most beautiful sunsets. Do either one of you have sunset pictures from home plate? Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the JV games, I used to do the music and the scoreboard up there. And so when the JV games were going on, I would be in the skybox. And when the sun got down there, it would be all purple and beautiful. And so I was like, click to the picture. It's funny because when I did my visit, um, when I first came to Weber, it was, you know, midsummer day. So the field is was nothing what it looks like to it like compared during the spring season. And I got here and I was like, so this is the field I'll be playing on. And it turns out like this is one of the best ballparks I've ever played in my career. So how many times did you guys have the sunset delay? Oh my god, <laughs> that is definitely more than ten. Fifty percent of my strikeouts are from the sun. But <laughs> you, you, you'd be surprised. Some uh, umpires are stubborn and they want to stop they, the game. Yeah, and then we were, and we would literally be hitting. And then you're you know they say that for the catcher and the umpire, but the hitting sucks too because if yeah. if it's a righty, his arm goes right into the sun. Like you're squinting, like I can't <laughs> see anything. I think that's why he came up with his business take two, because you. I, I only swung when there was two strikes. That's it. 
No, if you've never had an opportunity to come down to Weber and catch a game, uh, come down. I don't care if it's a JV game, a varsity game, a practice game, a scrimmage. Weber has the most beautiful sunsets at their baseball facility. 100%. And and it's something that it's it's breathtaking to take. And then when those lights come on and the field gets lit, it is absolutely beautiful. Those Friday night games are the best. (laughs) I want to thank Manny Rodriguez. No, thank you. I want to thank Alex Rodriguez for joining us. Both of them successful Weber alum. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Warrior Pulse. Goodbye.